Hello, hello. Welcome to the Eddie Conversation Podcast. My name is Eddie V. Hill and I am your host. Uh, this is episode number 70 and joining me today is Sandy Parkhurst. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Happy to be in in, uh, in, in your world here, in your space. You are, you. I guess, quick intro. Um, I guess we, we've known each other for a while. I don't know how long it's been, but it it has been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> well, I, I want to say like 10 years, but I don't know if that's that correct. Right. We'll just say in that in that range yeah. somewhere. Uh, you, these days, you are a mortgage advisor. Yes. So it's a little bit of a different, um, I mean, that's what I was excited to talk to you today for sure, too, was we'll first of all catch up. It's been a bit. It has been a while. Second all of all. Hollywood adventures. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, yeah, we're in, we're, we're currently in Reno. Um. This is where we are as we as we speak, and I was excited to talk to you because I know really very little about the world in which you're currently living, living, thriving, thriving, <laughs> uh, working, surviving, <laughs> surviving all the above. So uh, I don't know where to start. So we could talk about past, present. Let's start with where we are right now. Sure. What do you do, Sandy, for a living <laughs> these days? What That's is, what a is, great is, question. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it might take me a minute to explain. So I am a mortgage advisor. So if anyone is interested in purchasing a home or refinancing a home, I'm their first point of contact with my company. So I'll help get them pre-approved, answer their questions, do their pre-approval, discuss different loan types with them, go over that in a detailed report, credit questions. Um, and then from there, once your pre-approval is all sorted out, I'm with you the whole time that you're shopping for houses, evenings and weekends, answering questions, pre-approving, you know, sending pre-approval letters specific to the address that you're looking at, going over any specific offer strategies you have questions on. And then once you get an accepted offer on a house, I'm again with you all the way through underwriting and I'm that liaison through underwriting um, with your realtor, with the title company, home inspectors. That typically will go through your realtor more, but I'm kind of the liaison pushing the loan forward. A typical escrow is between three and four weeks. And then, you know, from there we'll do final loan docs signing and then you're a new homeowner. And then I'm still with you after that if you have questions. We transfer your loan to another company who will service it and take your loan payments. And I'm with you if you have questions on that and I can help kind of be your mortgage advisor for life. So it's a long haul commitment job for yes, sure. Yes, definitely. Okay. All right. So, <clears throat> wow. <laughs> so that's a, it's an extensive process, which yes. I know based off of social media, because you've been pretty good at uh, putting yourself out there in this role uh, to provide education for those that are much like me, have never purchased a home before, want to buy a home. I'm not saying I want to buy a home right now, but it sounds lovely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I know like you focus a lot on, uh, or you, you post a lot about like first-time home buyers mm -hmm. specifically. Um can you talk? I don't know. Like, I want to ask a little bit about each of the steps of the process, but I don't know. I feel like that's a little bit 
because I love I love process. I love just hearing about <laughs> yeah, like definitely. so. Um, but I don't know if that's the more interesting route, or if we can. I don't know if you want to jump to more more frequently asked questions, or yeah, where, I where mean, to start there. <clears throat> I think there's a few important things we could talk about. One being the process. I think a lot of people don't realize that getting pre-approved is actually free, um, and if you have questions, that's what that process is really for. Um, sometimes it takes a while because we need to create a strategy on how to get you there in the future. Um, so maybe it's working on removing derogatory marks from your credit report, or we have to save up a down payment or, you know, figure out some sort of strategy. There are a lot of things that we can do to get you to your end goal. So that's a big thing with the pre-approval process. I always just say, start asking questions, educating yourself, even if you're not looking to buy anytime soon, it's always good to start that process and and pair with an advisor you feel comfortable with who's knowledgeable and can answer those questions and guide you until you're ready to purchase. Um, but then I think the other thing too to talk about is the market. And a lot of people are kind of nervous about the market right now, um, especially because we've seen really high rates of appreciation, meaning home prices are going up. Um, the past couple of years, we've seen over 20% in most markets, um, which is astounding. So are, are you talking about the United States as a whole or Reno specifically or all? Is, it, is, is Reno pretty on par with mm-hmm. that trend? Yeah. That- so Nevada, the Western states and the Southern states have actually seen higher than 20% appreciation in most states. Um, and some are above 15%, but the nation as a whole has seen incredible appreciation the past couple years, which was fueled by a few things. Um, one, we've had underbuilding of homes since 2007, so there's a huge deficit. Um, and two, the Federal Reserve cut interest rates and held them artificially low during COVID. Um, they also were buying so many mortgage-backed securities. That was the other reason that mortgage rates were held so low for so long. Um, and now they're you know, starting to raise the Fed funds rate, which a big misconception most people have is that that is the mortgage rate. But the Fed funds rate that they're talking about raising is actually the short-term lending rate, which is tied to car loans, HELOCs, credit cards. Um, So when they're raising the Fed funds rate, that's actually raising interest rates on those shorter-term products, um, which does have an impact on mortgage rates, but not in the way you would think. It's not like a direct impact. It's more yeah. of a, okay. So, I mean, the, the Fed fund, the Fed announced they were raising the interest rates um, and mortgage rates actually got better. So because of COVID and the, you know, demand issues we've been having and the increased um, or the supply issues we've been having and the increased demand for not only houses, but things in general, we've been having a hard time producing Um, goods and people have had more money to spend on them. So it's created inflation and inflation is the enemy of mortgage rates. So that's kind of, it's a long windy (laughs) explanation, (laughs) but when the Fed increases the interest rates, it actually would be a good thing for mortgage rates in the future. Okay. If that makes sense. Great. I think it makes sense. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I'm sure it makes, I don't know. <clears throat> I was also, okay, I'm very curious about the pre-approval process. Yes. Because you mentioned, okay, the, the, the exciting thing about that, and then let me, let me re-explain it back to you to make sure I understand it properly. 
So you said like it doesn't, co- it doesn't. I don't, I don't know. I'm air quoting here. It doesn't cost <laughs> anything to get pre-approved, right? Or to, f- I guess, to figure out where what you are pre-approved for. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably, like you said, sooner the better, and at least figure out where you are currently, figure out where you want to be, and you can, and then you would be the person that would help design yes. a plan of attack to connect those dots, or. Uh, re-humble people i don't know <laughs> i don't know um that's kind of what i imagine is a lot of people want really nice places and come in with maybe they don't understand where they are currently in life or how stuff works like me um but uh okay so pre pre-approval feels like the almost the biggest part of the process is just getting that foundation built and and then everything else is kind of like you have to figure out where you're going first before you can do anything else, really. Yeah, no, that's actually a really good analogy. You're kind of charting the course. Um, and then once you have a good roadmap, that'll help get you to the house. And then and then when you're shopping for houses, that's hopefully a more fun thing. I'll plug in each address to your report. You can see what the payment looks like before you even waste your time looking at the house. If you If you don't like the payment then, you know, what I want is to help you find a house whose payment you love just as much as the house. Noted, noted, copy. Great. Okay. Now, I guess, I guess this is the the question. Okay. So you you mentioned it a little bit on fears of the market Mm -hmm. and appreciations going up so much. Like that, that's kind of how people see, it's like a binary world, right? It's either a seller's market or it's a buyer's market. And my assumption is when appreciation is flying up, you're like, this is the worst time to buy a house because something. What's the reasoning? <laughs> how does, how does, what's the theory there? A lot of people think track. that it's a, yeah, no, no. A lot of people think it's a bad time to buy a house when home prices are just rapidly increasing because they think we're in a bubble, um, which kind of leads back to the mm-hmm. rambling tangent I went on before about interest rates. Um, just because the home prices have gone up does not mean we're in a bubble. We have one of the biggest age groups of millennials and first-time home buyers aging into the market right now, which shows really strong continued demand. Um, also, for a lot of markets, mine specifically, we're getting a lot of people moving here from out of state. So that's another increased demand. So that coupled with the extreme lack of supply leads to continued strength in housing, um, even if we were to go into a recession, which is looking very likely at this point. So while it might seem scary to see, oh, well, 20% appreciation, I lost out on all of that. And yes, we are likely to see closer to 5% appreciation moving forward, but that's still great. A healthy real estate market appreciates around 3 to 4%. Um, so getting in and still being able to capitalize on 5% appreciation moving forward. Uh, for example, I just bought a house in March, so a few months ago. Congrats. Um, thank you. <laughs> and yeah, I missed out on the 20% appreciation the past two years, but I truly believe that home prices will continue staying strong and moving up, although at a slower pace. So I still believe it's a really great investment. Yes. And I know, okay, I know, because I've watched a couple of, you have some some videos. T- yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know you post on Facebook and on Instagram as well. Yes. Um, I know I watched a couple of them, and it's a lot of like, 
putting into context what buying a house actually means. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are very short-term thinkers to where they're like, oh my gosh, it's like crazy right now. But they're thinking about the like right now, like in this very moment. But mm -hmm. like buying a house is a long-term decision. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah. Oh, loans, yeah. Loans are how, 30, it's 30 year Typically 30 base. years, yeah. Okay. Some people do shorter, but... Yeah. Because I know, I know there's like different um, like mortgage rates. Yes. Mortgage rate. Uh, people like this, that's a part of the pre-approval process, right? Is that where mortgage rates are figured out? Is that... Uh, so interest rates actually fluctuate every day, all day, every right. 30 seconds. <laughs> okay. So you don't know that until... Uh, so you get pre-approved, you mm -hmm. shop around, and then you don't know mortgage rate until Yeah. When? So I update it as we go while we're shopping. So you'll know that's another reason I update this report so that you know what the monthly payment looks like with the rates. Because some people won't buy a house. They won't find a house that they like for three, four, six, eight, it's a process, however long, yeah. however many months. Um, and at that point, interest rates do change. So, you know, we can always adjust the strategy as we go. We can update your pre-approval if something changes. Um, and then, you know, once you're in contract, we will lock in your interest rate yeah. and then you'll have it for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody keeps a loan for 30 years. But you have the option to keep it for 30 years. Most yeah. people keep a loan for seven. Okay. Because yeah. the, the explainer video was explaining, okay, once you get to that process where you figure out what the rate is at the time that you're ready to buy, like I guess like you said, as you're going through the process, you're like, okay, this is the rate right now. Mm -hmm. Do we want to go for it or do we not want to go for it? And it's like, let's let's wait because it was lower like last week. Well, I don't know, whatever. How, I don't know how conversations go. <laughs> but it was it – was, we got a lower one previously. Why is it higher right now? And you explain the whole thing. And it's like, well, let's wait until let's hope it comes back down. But then you have to think about the long-term process again too where – and I know that you mentioned this before. It's like I don't know if it would be like somebody waits a year just because of the rate. Like I don't know if that would be a, a thing people are considering. But – well, I mean, right now we're seeing a lot of people um, ask for seller credits so the seller can actually buy down your interest rate um, and help you with your monthly payment. Um, but realistically, when the Fed gets inflation under control, mortgage rates will come down, mm -hmm. which means that everybody who's buying a house right now will have an opportunity to refinance to a lower interest rate and lower their monthly payment. So you might have the house for a long time, but odds are you won't have this loan for a long time. So okay. we always say, uh, marry the house, date the rate. <laughs> <laughs> marry the house, date the rate. Yep. Good. Noted. What else? <laughs> oh, All right. The, the question. <laughs> All right. Just to, just to hammer, just to hammer buying a home. Because I know, okay. Why should we want we want people to buy homes right that's that's like just in general like it's people people want to own property people want to live in a house versus renting mm -hmm. an apartment or a house we're all trying to get to that but remind me why we're trying to get there <laughs> how does that work it's the american dream <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I mean, buying a house is one of the best ways to build wealth. Uh, I found a, a piece of research recently that was comparing um, buying versus renting. And if you rented, your rent will likely be cheaper than your mortgage payment. Um, so if you rented and invested 
the difference between what your mortgage payment would be and your rent, plus you invested your potential down payment that you would have put on a house into the market, um, you could likely come out ahead from buying a home, but that assumes that you have the discipline to put your entire down payment into the stock market and every single month invest all the differences between what you would be paying on a higher mortgage payment. Um, And in some instances, you come out ahead renting and investing. Um, But in most cases, people don't have the self-discipline to do that. Yeah. So when you buy a house, you have a forced savings account. Every month you're making your payment. Your loan is going down. You're building equity in your home that that you can use later to pay off other debts or roll into another house or just have a house that's paid off eventually and not really have a housing expense except for taxes and insurance. So I I advocate hard for buying a house because it's such a great wealth building strategy. Building wealth. Yes. Noted. Noted. Okay. Yeah, I know that's oh, that's a whole thing too. <laughs> that's a whole thing. Cuz I'm thinking about um I don't really want to go there. I don't want to go there. Go where? <laughs> I was going to I was going to talk about like how there's there's the there's like the the affordable housing kind of issue mm-hmm. where if there is new developments it's kind of like like even thinking about from the renter standpoint too like Reno has a lot of Reno's been building a lot of housing for a long time, I guess. Like it's we're because they're trying to keep up with the the growth of the town and all that. And most of those places that are being built, like they're like luxury living or luxury apartments, or like it's more. It's not like affordable housing or like um. What are the what are the what's the housing for like low income specific people or, the, what I was thinking about was I. Maybe is that subsidized housing? Because I, so. um, I think about uh, the 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 not in my own backyardness that comes oh, the down, mm-hmm. yeah, with with wealth with the wealth building mindset of like I own a home and I want its value to keep appreciating. Right. So you're trying to keep certain things out of your neighborhood, and then everybody's trying to keep the stuff out of the neighborhood, and we don't get the diversity of. Um, a city with with that sort of stuff so it's like the building wealth thing always kind of scares me because it can backfire sometimes but i understand the the premise mm-hmm. that's yeah. where that's what i was trying to okay no go, that but. makes and that's one of the big reasons we have a huge lack of supply right now um builders started under you know they stopped building 2007 um and haven't caught up and a big reason is you know it gets stuck in plan review or blocked by the city or the protesters because, you know, people don't want a lot of development by their house. So that is a problem that we're seeing. Um, And affordability definitely can be a problem. A lot of people, you know, can't qualify to buy on their own right now, which is why some people are buying houses with their friends or um, getting a parent to co-sign or, you know, figuring out some strategy to get into a house. A lot of people are buying a house. I mean, and your first house won't be your dream house. You what? will probably, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> sorry to burst everyone's bubble, <laughs> but you might not even really like your first house. Um, but once you're in, you have way more options. Um, a strategy I highly advocate is 
is buy a house, buy a small dinky house. And then, you know, in a few years when you've saved up more and you have equity in that house, um, you can purchase another house and leverage and turn, yep. And turn that first house into a rental. So now all of a sudden you have a rental property that you bought for three, three and a half percent down. So it just gives you a lot more options, I think. I like it. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Okay. I was going to ask kind of like a Reno specific question, Mm -hmm. but because I don't know, I feel like I've moved away a long time ago at this (laughs) point, but I haven't been gone really that long. It's only been a few years. It just feels like a while. It feels like it's been forever, (laughs) especially. Yeah. Uh, So where, where are, where's the action happening these days? Where, uh. Where, yeah, how's, because mm-hmm. I know um, you, you just bought a house. I know our, our mutual friend, um, Matt, from like our, our game night days. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I remember Matt. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> he just bought a house recently too, like awesome. a couple of years ago. Who did ago. his mortgage? Just kidding. <laughs> Good question. I guess I won't uh, No, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But he was talking to me about that. He, he's in, he's out in like deep North Sparks. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm hearing a lot of like a lot of sparks these days, but yes, uh, that's where I bought my house. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think we're um, we're seeing a lot more multifamily um, development in the sense of like a, par- a lot of apartment buildings are going up. Um, but then yes, we're seeing a lot of expansion kind of on the edges of the city. Um, yeah. So I mean, I think. We're seeing a lot of, I mean, I, I know people are moving to Cold Springs. Um, Where's Cold Springs? Cold Springs is north. Um, Which direction north? <laughs> <laughs> like past like Red Rock and. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. just take 395 or 580. Just north. Uh, <laughs> and then past uh, whatever schools out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the city in general is just seeing a lot of expansion um, yeah. and people are moving a little further out and in some cases to get something a little more affordable or you know they're um you can might you might be able to get a bigger house a bigger backyard for the same amount of money mm-hmm. slightly further out so it just kind of depends on uh what your goals are yeah the priorities mm-hmm. yeah okay so the edges of the city what about okay i don't know i'm thinking about I feel like a realtor could answer this question a little better. Okay. Well, well, I figure, well, yeah. I figure well, yeah, being that you're part of the process of people mm-hmm. looking around and stuff, I'm like, I wonder where people are looking. Yeah. Because um, there's, of course, the, the older homes that like the 1970s like built and mm-hmm. like there's the, the standing homes currently that are being reflipped and stuff that you help people. F- All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we talked about why. We talked about not in my backyard. First time. What about what's the difference between a first time home buyer and a second time home buyer? Like somebody who's owned a home for twenty plus years and they wanna and they wanna do that thing that you said is maybe your first home isn't the thing or mm-hmm. or like let's just I'm just thinking about like my parents specifically. Because... Mm-hmm. Me, like we moved to Reno when I was, they, they bought a house when I was in elementary school. So it was me and my brother. There's a family dog, two parents. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the traditional family home where you want a room for this kid, a room for this kid, the bonus room for the office, master bedroom, backyard. But then, you know, 
the kids grow up and they move out and you maybe you don't need all that space anymore and it's mm-hmm. time to switch it up but it's but they're not active they're they're not buying all the time so is that is that a similar is that almost like first time home buyer equivalent or is, or how do you view that situation yeah if somebody hasn't um purchased a home in 20 years, it does feel like the first time again yeah. um, because things have changed a lot. The disclosures that we have to send out have changed a lot. Um, there are very different loan types um, than pre-2008. Um, lending standards are a lot more strict. So it, it definitely feels like the first time if it's been that long. Um, but I think it's helpful because you have like a better understanding of equity and what you can do with that. And so it just makes it a little easier if you've already done it before. Um, and then again, you have more options. You could keep that first house and, and, you know, take a re- cash out refinance and buy the next one or, or sell it and put a larger down payment on a nicer home in a better area. So there's just more options. Um, but yeah, it, Sorry, I was, I'm just trying not to burp in the mic. <laughs> no, it sounds great. Let it out. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, I know they're they're thinking about stuff. I don't want to spoil it on this. <laughs> um, all right. I do want to ask. I just okay. I want to okay. Jeez, come on, spit it out, Eddie. <laughs> the question is, how hard is it? How hard is it to <laughs> to to because like you're saying people are you you need your parents help to like co-sign you need um like what kind of situation in general does a person need to be in to as an individual to buy a home yeah that is a hard question mortgage is so individualized um and depending on your situation uniquely the interest rates at the time, the specific property, um, how expensive the property taxes are and the HOA make a big difference. Um, so it's, it's very specific to the individual. Um, but yeah, that's why. To the individual home or the individual? individual both. So I gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, okay, go on. Yeah. So, um, it's a little bit of a hard question to answer in general. Um, but that's, an, that's a reason that I really love doing mortgages because I can be creative and problem solve and educate people about different loan programs or what steps to get to homeownership or, you know, and, and really your individual goals. So hard question to answer, okay. but I, I guess, I guess I'm also just, of... I'm also trying to just think of like the variables that are, that are being considered when you're going through like that pre-approval process. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, the big thing that lenders look at is your debt to income ratio. So we take your monthly minimum payments on all of your debt, plus your new housing expense, your new mortgage payment, um, and then divide that by your total monthly income. So that's like the the biggest thing, obviously, credit score comes into play. Um, that's a reason that the taxes in HOA make a difference because that brings your monthly debt either lower or higher. Um, so yeah, sometimes getting a raise or you know having a parent co-sign, they don't even have to make the loan payments. Um, but if we can use their income to boost your income, then you might be able to qualify to shop higher. 
Um, so that's like the big thing that we look at okay. is the debt to income ratio. So essentially, yeah, it's, it's, it's similar enough to getting any other kind of, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For some reason I was thinking of like, well, Eddie, that we're going to look at your, like what clubs you're involved in in college. <laughs> Send your resume. <laughs> yeah, you, we you, joke about that all the time. I'm like, can I have your blood test, your STD test, oh, your yes, yes. <laughs> report card from third grade? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I figured how specific it can get. All right. We, we do the whole uh, the whole financial colonoscopy. <laughs> there we go. It's a lovely way to think about it. Sounds fun. Yeah. Okay. But I try and make it as smooth as possible. <laughs> okay, so now I want to get into a little bit on... On you, Sandy. Yes. Because, I mean, mostly. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when, like you said, you. Uh, I'm just thinking, okay, I don't know. Because we're here. Because, <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? I don't want, okay. Our experience, like I know uh we i think i met you through running club right is that yes. how we met yeah back when my knees were still real good oh no what happened to your knees <laughs> oh they're fine they just hurt all the time now <laughs> that's not fine yeah <laughs> they're fine they just need pain 24 yeah. 7 <laughs> just creak every time but, i look okay, at them you, no, nothing happens specifically <laughs> no I'm, fine. Okay. okay i'm just i don't know i don't know if okay got fell off a bike or something okay okay cool <laughs> so running club good times yep um <laughs> that was a good time Lovely times, yeah. lovely times. Yeah. And then uh, I know, like, I would host game nights, and you were super down to come and hang with the uh, mm-hmm. with the gang and do that. Lovely yes. times too. So back then, I remember, like, I wasn't really talking to a lot of a lot of the a lot of our like friend group about I don't know, like dreams and what their professional careers were going to be and stuff. Right. It was more like, let's have fun and yeah. and, and and just. And just be, be in the be, moment. Just be, enjoy, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy each other. And, you know, that kind yeah. of lovely no, friend No, it's funny. Stuff. We didn't talk about it, but I was having a full-on quarter-life crisis all through college <laughs> about what am I going to do when I yeah. grow up? Yeah. How do I pick a degree? Ah. <laughs> so we, yeah, uh, I, was hap- I was happy to offer the distractions. So being that. Right. <laughs> so being that. Very useful. <laughs> <laughs> very helpful, yeah. Very almost helping. Um, so how did you process through that quarter life crisis that you were going through? How did, how did you get from there to, to here? What's the good question? So I guess I wasn't a full on quarter life crisis, but I was undecided in my major for years. Uh, finally just realized I needed to pick something because getting a degree is better than just taking college classes forever. (laughs) So I graduated with business management and then I had my full on quarter life crisis um, I went full time at the company I was working at in college. Um, it just transitioned naturally. And then, um, it was a great company, but not a lot of room for growth. And I definitely wanted something a little more challenging. Yeah. What was your role there? Um, I was doing admin and marketing, primarily admin though. Um, and then I started networking with the young professionals network here in town, which was amazing. Um, and now I've been on the board for almost five years. Um, I highly recommend networking. You never know who you meet or how it will impact your life. Um, but then from there, I met somebody who was hiring for a startup company. So I went and worked at that company for a year. Um, 
which was also very exciting. I learned a ton. I grew a lot as a person, as a professional. Uh, and then the startup didn't start up <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right at the beginning of COVID, roughly. Yeah. Can you talk about what you were doing there? Or yeah. Was it, you know? So that was more of a marketing strategic role, um, like an analyst. Um, we were really focusing on growing the company. Um, it was kind of sales, but primarily marketing and, and um, strategy. Um, and then from there, you know, that company didn't, didn't work out, but I learned a lot. I developed a lot of really good relationships. Um, and then through my board that I'm on young professionals network, um, I was introduced to my loan partner, um, Shivani and shout out Shivani, shout out Shivani. She's amazing. Um, such a fantastic mentor, um, and friend. I just love her. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I was like, I don't know mortgages that sounds meh. and then the more I thought about it the more I just realized that this was right up my alley I've loved real estate I knew I wanted rental properties since I was like 10 <laughs> um, I considered becoming a realtor but mortgage just fit really well so I took the leap and got my license and started originating right at the you know in 2020 at so- that point mortgages were insane <laughs> Because everybody was refinancing. Rates were in the twos. Ooh, yeah. So I it was bet. great. I got five years of experience in two years. So. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, did did the mortgage life come into play? Did Were you introduced to Shivani while you were at the startup? Or was there overlap there? Or was it? No. I was unemployed looking for oh, work. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah. I know. Woo. Right when all the jobs were disappearing. Yeah. Great, great <laughs> I was timing. like, oh, it's not a yeah, good time no, to be looking crazy, for a job. For sure. That's why you should network. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's benefits all over the place for expanding Definitely. who you know. Definitely. Okay. So now you're here. Yep. Two years in, you were saying. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, geez, okay. I was just going to ask that. This is a simple question. Where, um, what is, what, what's next for, what's, what are you looking forward to the most currently? Yeah. Um, well, I feel like I've found my career, so I think I'll just stay here until I can retire, which will hopefully be very young. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. 10 years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I love this job. I love helping people and being creative and, and I'm a people person, as you know, um, but yeah, I, I'm working on my house projects, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so can you, oh yeah, can you talk to me about I, I I I'm being that I come from the film, I come from the film background, and mm-hmm. I know I forget when this came up. I know you always joked about being an actor. Yes. <laughs> and having an acting background. Yes. I think So how you do? Yeah. How how does the social media videos. Yeah, social media yeah. videos. And because it looks like a lot of work goes into these puppies. Like, yes. Can, how does, yeah. Talk, I want to hear about that. Yeah. No, it's really funny. I wanted to be an actress um, as a child. I took acting classes, modeling, dancing. I'm a terrible dancer. Mm-hmm. Can we, um, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, then I just kind of, I went to one audition and froze completely and then, this was when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. I think it was probably 12. This was, well, I was thinking pre-10, because at 10, you 
develop the dream for the real estate property. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to always have real estate with a career. Right, I guess right, I never right. pictured being like a full-time real estate investor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I kind of transitioned out of wanting to be an actress and then got over it. And then when I started doing mortgages, our office is really big on um, content because mm-hmm. it's a great way to grow your business, to just share what you do so that you can reach and help more people. Um, so yeah, Shivani was like, Hey, uh, the video is coming on Tuesday and you're going to film a video. <laughs> I was about six months in at this point and I was like, what? <laughs> no, I don't, huh? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, cause I mean, at that point I was still learning mortgages. Um, yeah. but I mean, I still had been living and breathing mortgages for six months. So I had valuable information to share. So it was just kind of getting over that mental block of, you know, being able to actually feel comp- confident in educating people. Um, but yeah, once I started doing the social media videos, I started having a lot more fun with it, getting more creative. Um, did you see my Cribs video? I sure did. That <laughs> That's my favorite that one. That one's pretty intense. <laughs> that one's great. Yeah. So we did a MTV spinoff of Cribs when I bought my house and it's a very fun video. So I highly recommend you follow me on Instagram. Yeah, you're like throwing <laughs> these random facts about stuff. I'm like, what is, what is, yeah. where, how did she come up with, I'm trying to think of like, you're just talking about like art pieces or how much stuff is worth. And yeah. Like, I'm like, you're, you're. And they're you're, my beanie babies in my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like limited edition custom made yeah. this. And I'm like, is this. Doing magic Because I know some of, some of it, yeah, it was so wacky. Uh, yeah, I just like to be really funny and educational because I have a short attention span yeah. when I'm consuming content. So I try and make my content short. That video was really long. But I try and make my content short and really easily consumable mm-hmm. um, and also educational. Entertaining and yeah. educating. Infotainment. Infotainment, right? I don't know. Never heard that term before, but (laughs) I just made it up. (laughs) (laughs) Infotainment. There you go. Okay. So, how does that, how did you like, let's say for the Cribs video? I know like Morgan does some cool cameos in there. Shout out, shout out, Morgan. (laughs) I'm like, what is Morgan doing here? I'm so confused. It's like, does she (laughs) work? I'm like, does Morgan work for, I was like, yes. Yeah. She's my personal assistant. Is she? Yeah. In my crib. <laughs> so I'm just of like doesn't pay well though. <laughs> so I'm like that's that's cool. So I mean like I'm thinking from the editor brain and the filmmaking brain and mm-hmm. the, like the storyboarding or the outlining or are you was like how let's just say like how long did that take to make? Oh, that one took that one took quite a while. Um typically I write my own content mm-hmm. and then a videographer comes in and films it. I'll do three and half an hour and then done. This one, uh, I met with a videographer. Shout out Fidel. Hey, Fidel. You're the real MVP. <laughs> so we actually went out for a beer the night before, um, strategized the whole thing. Actually, it was the week before. Made a list of props uh, because that one was very involved. Um, I showed up to my house the day I got my keys with a car full of crap. <laughs> Okay, to dress the space, like you're literally doing it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I got my keys and then was moving all these props in to film this video. And I was like, well, I hope it's uh, semi-clean. I hope the seller, you know, didn't leave all their trash behind. (laughs) I was like, I have a video guy coming. Uh, And we filmed, I think that took us four or five hours to produce. Okay. That's Um, not bad. Yeah, it was, we were hustling. (laughs) 
that's fast. Yeah. So it was a very good. Um, yeah. And he's great at the editing. You saw it turned yeah, out it amazing. Was fun. It was fun. Yeah. I'm like, dang, this is good. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if I could have done this for Sandy. I was getting jealous. I was thinking <laughs> when you came in, I was like, man, I wish you lived here. Could you could yeah. do my videos? Yeah, yeah. We could be collabing all the time. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. No, I'm, I'm, it's, it's fun to, it's fun to see for sure. I feel like you're really good at it and it all, and it looks really good. I'm like, this is pro, this is nice and succinct and you seem very comfortable and and confident in the, in the, in the space. Yeah. Took some time to get used to it, but now I'm like, all right, camera, let's go. Yeah. Podcast. (laughs) You're going to hit me with some surprise questions. Bring it on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's fun. I guess for me seeing kind of like. Well, that's kind of the f- fun part about life, though, too, is like you have things you want to do or like the, the early dreams of the, the early kid that wanted to be an actor. Like you just find mm-hmm. a way to mix all the things you love into into one space. With, your, with what you end up doing for your career. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. That's very cool. So it's awesome. I know. I love seeing you do what you love to do. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I thank know. You. It was it was uh, really cool to see you. I mean, you had a very unrelated degree from college. And I always find it really inspiring when people just like follow their dreams. So thank you for being an inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. You're no, it's, it's really cool. I always I have a couple of friends that just go for it and grab life by the horns. And I love it. Yeah. Keep yeah. it up. I guess for clarification, <laughs> I got my degree in mining engineering mm-hmm. and then switched to filmmaking and moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. No, and it's working. but I love it. And it's working. And I mean, yeah. it's similar as you. Like I, I took a lot of my studies and I'm able to leverage that into my stuff at all. Oh, we find Definitely. ways to make I all I think with engineering, work. I mean, what my understanding of it is you learn how to problem solve and that's very useful in whatever you do. So. Yeah, it's problem solving. It's very managerial too. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of project management. Yeah, learning how to work with your team. Yeah, all the same stuff. You know, it's all the it's all the stuff. Mm-hmm. I think this is all the time that we have today, cool. Sandy. I'm Thank gonna... you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks again for being up. So I guess you no know, for those that want to keep up with what you got going on and check out these cool videos and stuff, where should people follow slash find you? Definitely, the biggest one is Instagram at Sandy Parkhurst. Um, Facebook is the same. Um, yeah, that's the best place you can find me. I have a website that will be coming soon, so stay tuned for that. Lovely. Yes. Okay. All right. That's the show. Thanks, everybody. Bye bye. Awesome. Thanks. Oh, 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 oh.